Are you tired of not knowing what you're doing? Us too. Are you tired of listening to people bitch and moan all day and you just kind of want to know, what the fuck do you do as a witch? Us too. Hi, it's me, M. Semra, with my co-host, B. Taylor, and we're here to inform you of little we don't know, but we can all learn together. Welcome to Middle Vibes. That was perfect. Was it? That was perfect. Doubt it. Let's do it. No, we're doing it. Go ahead. Um, I'm obsessed with that. So, yeah, we all had that moment in the beginning of our journey or maybe even a few times throughout the journey of what the fuck am I actually doing as a witch? And I will say that question comes up fortnightly for some Mm -hmm. of us. How's it look for you? That question comes up a lot Mm -hmm. just in the way of does this feel authentic? Mm -hmm. Am I borrowing? Mm -hmm. Um, Is this anything I even fucking want to do right now? And being able to give myself the grace of saying not tonight, regardless of yeah. The moment of the moon. Does this actually feel right for me today? So I I feel that question all the time. Right. But I also feel that question in, in a lot of my life all of the time. Yeah. Oh, same. That's very relatable content. I know when I go long periods of not pulling tarot cards mm-hmm. or sitting at my altar, I feel like I'm being a bad witch because this is supposed to be a daily practice because that's what I saw on somebody's Instagram. <laughs> So I definitely get um, one particular listener's question of the shame around not really knowing what you're doing and basically how does one start? So I think today we're just going to give you a couple of things to guide you on your journey of figuring out how to start off your career as a witch. Mm -hmm. And it's also we're going to share several um, different practices, some of which we use, some of which I used to use and no longer do. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really up to each person as an individual to treat life as a lab and your craft in the same way of like, try on a bunch of shit, see what fits, leave the rest. Mm -hmm. Like the thing that's interesting with shame, especially with shame around not knowing or shame around thinking you know and then figuring out that, oh, I don't believe that anymore or oops, that was wrong or whatever. But shame, in my opinion, just shuts everyone down, right? Mm -hmm. It makes things immovable. It makes it like fear. And so you just sort of paralyze. I think especially when we shame ourselves and when we shame others, whether meaning to or not, it does stop the conversation. For me, the antidote of shame, at least in my own life, has been explore, Mm -hmm. like get closer, admit I don't know, and then start looking around and see what I want to figure out rather than like, well, I don't know it. So that's that. And it's like, eh, Mm -hmm. I don't have to know it right now. I can learn. I mean, I crawl into fetal position for a couple of like days and then I and then I get my shit together. But then, yeah, then then, you mean, honestly. You've recovered. Because then I've gotten in fetal position, so it's fine. It's fine. It fixes everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that, too. There were times I just basically had to get over the performative aspect of it because literally no one is seeing what I'm doing and I'm performing for whom. I'm going to tell you, your guides, your spirits, your ancestors, whoever you're talking to, they don't need that big of a performance Mm -mm. or any performance. You Mm -hmm. can definitely give offerings and we're definitely going to talk about that. Mm -hmm. But the pomp and circumstance of it all, you don't really need to do. So I think by the end of this 
episode, you're going to feel maybe a little bit better about what you think you should or should not be doing. Mm -hmm. But to the fellow person who, you know, wrote in that sort of question and, and talking to first, thanks for doing that and being honest. Right. And and two, you're not alone. You know, people feel that way with you. And hopefully we can give you a couple of practices that will make you feel comfortable that you can try on. Awesome. So I feel like we're both going to share our piece here, but I really want to know M stance on a lot of things. So mm. I'm just going to ask the first question here we to go. her. Uh, so um, what is an altar? Mm. Do we need one? How do you make one? Okay. What is it? Okay. So an altar to me is a space that is sacred, right? So it's nice if you actually have room to create a, like, and it does, I mean, it could be on top of a fucking bookshelf, but like a little space for you to bring items, objects, your candles, bowls of water, the elements, and put them out and sort of working with those energies. Now, a room is a wonderful privilege that most of us, me included and you included, do not have. Um, I had at one point, and then my lovely lady moved in and it all, bye-bye. Now it's a tiny little, like, shelf Mm -hmm. right in my bedroom and then I have a tiny little shelf in the living room so I've sort of started creating little altars everywhere Mm -hmm. so that they're all over the house I have a family altar that has photos of my mother and my father both passed I also wear my mom and dad on my neck I have objects that I wear all the time in that sense I guess I'm an altar too which can be an interesting idea that I kind of like to play with that notion of constantly wearing the the sacred while you're in the mundane. There's something nice about that, that juxtaposition for me. But I do it first with grabbing the objects and elements that mean something to me at that particular moment. My altar changes constantly. It's a sacred space where I pay attention to it. You dust it. You take care of it. Um, I put my tarot cards that I'm reading on there. But it's a it's a little sacred space for you to create importance and specialness. I also like them to be very aesthetically pleasing. That's me. I need everything to be aesthetically pleasing. And if it's <laughs> not, I will die inside. <laughs> yeah, I have an altar in my bedroom right in front of the window, but it is essentially a coffee table I found on the devil's website. So there was a lot of cleansing going on before I added other also stuff known as Craigslist or oh, Amazon.com. Ooh. You know, you know. No, I have a lot to say about Amazon.com mm-hmm. in a lot of aspects, but that's a different podcast completely. 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 So mm-hmm. I'll save that for later. After tons of cleansing, I set up at first an aesthetically pleasing altar of the stuff that I had and stuff that meant something to me. So I had plants. Mm-hmm. I have since killed most of those plants, <laughs> so they are not on the altar anymore. I did not want that much death <laughs> on my altar, so they had to go. I have some crystals, a singing bowl, cards are everywhere. There's a drawer in the coffee table that has filled with drawers, now filled with tarot cards and then I have a drawer in my nightstand that also is filled with tarot cards so they're close by I used to have tarot cards in a locker they were everywhere and I keep finding new ones everywhere around my house but that's a whole different thing so I have a photo 
of my grandmother. I was given a rosary by a friend and she was like, don't do anything bad with it. I was like, it's fine. So (laughs) I actually put it in front of my grandmother's photo. Was she necessarily religious? No, but it just felt Mm -hmm. like the right place for it to be. I have all of my trinkets and things to add to ritual and God knows what else that I'm doing. And that all lives on my altar in my bedroom. But sometimes, because I live with a person, sometimes other things end up on the altar that don't necessarily need to be there. Sometimes my dog jumps on the altar mm-hmm. when I'm doing a, a Zoom call, tarot mm-hmm. reading. It's like, that's fun. Percy absolutely belongs on this table right now. This is fine. Sitting on tarot cards, this is fine. If I'm working on something in particular that I need a little bit more spiritual backup on, I'll just bring the laptop to the altar mm-hmm. and do the work there. And we can also talk about how, like you just said, you have altars all over your house. Our desks are altars. Mm-hmm. Our kitchens are mm-hmm. altars. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be, to me, a big grand thing where you have your shopping list. of mm-hmm. These are the things that you need to have because I don't really work with the elements in that sense. Like I have crystals that may represent each element, but sometimes unless I'm instructed to, then the salt will come out, then the things will come mm-hmm. out. But when I'm doing my practice, basically it's just me and who I'm working with at mm-hmm. the moment. And mm-hmm. that's typically happens at my altar, but for me, altars everywhere on altar. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be so much of a physical material embodiment for that you must have. Correct. It's really cool to have. I know some people have altars in a shoebox. I know people that have altars that they take on and off of their kitchen table because mm-hmm. they have a table in their house, right? Mm-hmm. And it does live in a box. Yeah. And you bring it out and you put it away and you bring it out and you put it away. Like whatever works, yeah. right? It also can just be nothing. I need it for myself to have aesthetics like I like having. Mm-hmm. I mean, traditionally, right, like I was taught like you don't have electronics on it. You don't do this on it. You don't mm-hmm. do that on it. And because I think I'm me, I'm just not that fucking precious about everything mm-hmm. because yeah. it's not the way that I have found reality to work for me. Mm-hmm. I think every time I try to make something super precious, it just it feels performative. It doesn't yeah. feel natural. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, it's the same thing. Like, my dog gets all over shit. Like, yeah. So be it. You know, but I, I do have several altars kind of all over the house. Mm-hmm. What do you think about taking photos of your altar? It doesn't bother me. I know some people that I have been raised with i guess mm-hmm. um do not agree with it mm-hmm. um for some people it's it's sacred to the point of like almost church like all behavior changes some people change yeah. clothes some people change their shoes mm-hmm. like it's it's up to the individual and for yeah. some people you know the women that i know that do that it's very important for them to like create this inside outside world Mm -hmm. like you leave the outside world when you like go through the threshold Mm -hmm. of of their room it just i don't have that Mm -hmm. for me i mean you know we have we share an apartment and we have two dogs there's no room there's There's no no, room there's no room yeah i live in a loft Mm -hmm. with no doors Mm -hmm. and there's been plenty of times i'm doing a virtual tarot reading and then afterwards kyle's like what happened what was that like what i was like oh yeah because he can hear everything he can have headphones on and still hear right 
because that's just how life is. Now. Yes. We can evolve with the times. Exactly. We do have smartphones now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I definitely take photos of my altar if I'm, I journal there every morning. Mm-hmm. So I like to sometimes put on my story in the morning. Have you journaled today? And I'll take a photo of it. It's not the entirety of it, but yeah, I'm not precious about it either. I'm not precious about much. Much. No. Like, truly. Even the super expensive stuff. It's like, mm, well, it'll be fine. Right. It's fine. It'll be fine. Since you brought up mm. uh, protection of the space, mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about what casting a circle is? Okay. So this is this is interesting, mm-hmm. right? Because this gets into how some people do it. Some people don't. Some people used to. Mm-hmm. I used to. I don't very much Mm -hmm. anymore. Essentially, casting a circle allows the space to be sacred, right? Mm -hmm. It's like that that same sort of like inside-outside world. It like makes it magically charged. It does – it like removes you from your regular world and you sort of go inside the spiritual realm. But essentially, you cleanse the space, right? This is where mm. my um, cedar versus sage thing came up. Um, I think it's uh, like up to the person mm-hmm. what you're comfortable with. Um, for me, I know that my ancestors did not use sage, so I use cedar. Uh, some people do use sage. Some people use cedar. There's Palo Santo. Again, this can get super tricky. I know witches that still practice Catholicism. They use holy water. So I mm-hmm. think that there's many, many ways in which you want to do it. One of the deities that I've always worked with is Artemis, and so I also use mugwort, which if you are in New England, it is all over the fucking place here. You can harvest your own. Mugwort grows like weeds in the sucker. So that is something if you live here, you could use and it would be like respectful. Just as a side note, if if anybody cares about that. But it does grow naturally all around here. Okay, you're going to have to show me what it looks like. I will. I know nothing about these plants. It's. I mean, it's really cool. Like I I. Didn't know a lot. And then I ran in to a buddy who was doing a garden here and she was like, all of this. And I was like, oh, my God. And so I just started going and like harvesting my own. It was great. Anyway, free. Just saying. So you basically clean the space. Some people walk in a circle sort of clockwise. Right. Mm -hmm. Opening the circle. You can do it with a crystal if you want. Some people do it with their hands. And you basically call in north, south, east, west. So east is the spirit of the air. South is the spirit of fire. West is the spirit of water. And north is the spirit of earth. And so you can sort of carry the the sage or whatever and you can go like in a circle. Mm -hmm. um, And then that is cleaning the space and casting a circle. Some people also use salt. And Mm -hmm. can put salt in corners. Some people do like full chalk outlines. Like I don't do all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, I never did. But you can also do singing bowls. You can ring a bell. It's it's essentially just walking and creating, you know, that circle. Now, in the coven I was in in New York, even when we would do Zoom, they would cast a pentagram. And you would sort of do it with your fingers. So if you start in the bottom left corner Mm -hmm. that's fire you go up to the top of the pentagram which is spirit or like the unseen you go down to the right corner which is earth you cross over to the left point of like the little arms of the star which is water and then you go over to the right which is air and then back into the middle so you can also do this with 
elements on your on your altar, right? So like north, earth, dirt, salt. Mm-hmm. You can even do like uh, black tourmaline. You can use obsidian, um, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So east, air, smoke, right? Yeah. <laughs> that cleansing stuff. You can also use topaz or lapis. West is water. 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 Yeah. Yep, water. Also amethyst, moonstone, chrysocolla. The south is fire. That great moment for a candle. Also any sort of redstone, amber, carnelian. And then the fifth point obviously is the spirit. And so that is just basically what is all around us. Mm-hmm. The idea, right, is that you're like casting a special space, mm-hmm. right? So you cast and then you do your ritual or you journal or you tarot read or you whatever you want to do that day. And then you have to close the circle, right? So it's that level of you walk around in the opposite direction because you have to finish it. So you go anti-clockwise, you know, mm-hmm. and you thank all of the earth, water, blah, blah, blah. Thank everybody. And then you close it out. If you're going to open, it's important to close essentially right mm-hmm. so you you walk it you walk one way and then when you're done you walk the opposite way okay i used to do that okay why'd you stop it got to the point where i thought let's just be honest let's cut the shit is this fucking necessary for yeah. me at this point do you know what i mean like exactly, it just got yeah. to the point of like am i doing a thing to do a fucking thing mm-hmm. um and the performative aspect mm-hmm. i figured out for me Mm-hmm. It isn't that I felt anything yeah. with it. I was doing it because that's what you do. And any time yeah. that I get to that place of like, you just do it. I'm like, yeah. uh-oh, because I just right. don't want to fall back into like, and that's what you do now. You know? Yeah. So I, I stopped it. Yeah. <laughs> For me, I just yeah. was like, nope. Like, it kind of gives me. Oh, someone's going to be mad about this. All just right. do it. Let's do it. People are going to be mad anyway. Okay, cool. Yeah. So it's giving me like, we all have sin. You must cleanse yourself. You must do all these things because you're you're not good enough right now. Your space isn't good enough right now. Right. Everything about you do, you just can't do it. You need to have this production in order for you to be able to do anything. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't like I wouldn't like that in organized religions. So right. Like why am I like in that here? Because right. I thought we were. I thought we didn't do that here. <laughs> A lot of times what we think we're running away from, we actually Mm co-create in what we're doing until we figure out, oh, it's really about this, right? Mm -hmm. Like I was sort of co-creating all of these rules about how to do it. And it's the same thing that I grew up with. And it was like, oh, I'm doing it again. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, no. Mm -hmm. So what actually is important to me, for me, it's important to have candles. I like fire. That's also part of my personality. You know, Mm -hmm. I like um, having water near me. My favorite rituals to do are actually by the ocean. Mm -hmm. I love those. The whole like casting a circle or having like orris root and all Mm -hmm. of this shit that I used to have. Like I know I use a lot of substitutions because it's what is found. Yeah. I cast my first circle ever and probably last (laughs) January 2020, 2022. It was only a month ago Mm -hmm. when I did it. Um, When I tell you it was confusing. I was following along with a ritual in our the planner all of us use. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. Then I had to make a note. I was like, okay, I know where I my body's placed with north, south, east, and west. But then I was still like, wait, which direction am I going first? Should I cast it bigger in case the dogs start moving? Oh, no. A dog left the room, crossed through the circle, 
and ran to the other side of the apartment. Is it tainted now? Mm-hmm. Is I was like trying so hard to focus on this. And I was like, this is a disaster. Like, I'm not getting anything that I came here to do mm-hmm. when the way that I work has been great so mm-hmm. far. And I think for people that, that do want to cast circles, that's great, right? Like, if that is what, like, delineates some space for you and gives you, like, a mental, like, yeah, perfect, right? Mm-hmm. For me, it just wasn't mm-hmm. working yeah. anymore. yeah. What works for me is before I do anything with another human and for myself as well. I feel like when I'm working with myself that we're already on the same page, so I don't really have to ask them to show up. But Mm -hmm. I call in what I call the person's spiritual squad. Mm -hmm. So that's guides, spirits, ascended masters, teachers, archangels, loved ones, anybody that feels like being with us today. With harm to none, good doll, just come on through. (laughs) And they tend to do that. And Mm -hmm. I'd say it that way because, again, for people who are, like, so scared of witchcraft, it's like, I'm asking your people to come through. Yeah. Your squad. Your squad could be made up of all the Catholic saints in the world. (laughs) Are they, does Christian people have to say and say to say? I mean. I I failed out of. It's not. (laughs) Catholic school. I mean. No. Okay. Right? Cool. Catholics are the ones that do the the saints, the sainthood okay, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So people think they're like really great folks, but like, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like people mm-hmm. say like Saint Joan of Arc, but yeah. it's, I mean, right? Catholics are the one who made it a saint. Who, yeah, they decided. They also burned her, but well, just saying. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. So so that's the thing. It's my that's my way of making sure that whoever needs to be here will be here. I'm not leaving anybody out who's important to them. I don't ask them who's here. Yeah. They don't need to know. I just let them know that this is a space where they're needed at the moment. And do I technically close that? Sometimes. If I remember, I'm like, oh, thank y'all. Y'all did it. It really showed up in this one. But that might be it. Mm-hmm. That might be it. And it's been working beautifully every time. Mm-hmm. So I see no particular need for me to do more if again if i want to do more it's because i want to do more right or i found something that i think is cool so yeah basically all i do is light a white candle open up zoom call in the squad and away we go away we go but for people that are new to it right like maybe it is like you want to try casting a circle mm-hmm. maybe it is that you want to try drawing the pentagram. i mean maybe that's mm-hmm. what you want to do just to see right just mm-hmm. to see how it feels i think that's great i think everybody should kind of try stuff on yeah. right and see like what suit fits them best mm-hmm. and, yeah. then, and then leave everything else yeah because you may love it and know your directions a lot better than i do so it could work out way <laughs> nicer for you than it would for me i love it so some other questions that had come up right of like do you have a daily ritual and sort of what is a ritual what is a ritual is that a spell I mean, what do you think it is? They're all interchangeable words Mm -hmm. for me. A spell is a ritual, is a routine, is all of the things that you need to do to get from A to B. Mm -hmm. That's basically it. Ritual is a nice, pretty word to say at the moment instead of a spell, because I think people were a little too nervous to say 
Well, it's interesting, right? Because I I find them a little bit different, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so when I <laughs> when I first started working on spell work, which mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, I still hate that fucking word because mm-hmm. it feels it just. Mm-hmm. <sighs> if y'all could see just the eye roll that it's massive went through her body. It's it's a full body eye roll. This work is, and these practices are really important to me. And mm-hmm. so when you get a word like that, mm-hmm. and the association with mm-hmm. that word is everything from like. Yeah. Harry Potter to Satanism right. to, you know, mm-hmm. witchcraft to Wicca to pagan yeah. to, you know, and it's just like, uh, right. you know, I sort of call spells like just my intentions with mm-hmm. oomph, mm-hmm. spoken word, oomph. Yeah. Things like that. Um, ritual to me is a little different because it's self time, mm-hmm. right? Like phone is off. Mm-hmm. Don't find me. Mm-hmm. This is time for me to sit practice Mm -hmm. be left alone Mm -hmm. be in my thoughts you can do a ritual in as a bath you can Mm -hmm. do a ritual as a journal moment you can do i mean like Mm -hmm. back in the day people ritualized most things Mm -hmm. and now we don't right we just live so fast and we're just running at least i can speak for me i'm i'm running so fast that i'm Mm -hmm. not recognizing that anymore me making my coffee every morning and i am starting to Make a ritual of that where I like sit the fuck down mm-hmm. with my coffee and I am just looking around and being like, thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks for today. Mm-hmm. Who knows what's going to come down? Yeah. Give me some grace. Mm-hmm. Right. To not lose my shit today. Thank you. Like things like that. Yeah. Like where I ritual, I'm trying to ritualize the smallest things because I think mm-hmm. in the long run it's going to make a big difference. Yeah. So I could very easily call my morning routine a ritual because mm-hmm. they are. One and the same, really, is mm-hmm. I wake up and I meditate and I take my meds and I journal, Amen. I pull a card, I do what I have to do. And that's my morning ritual. That's my morning routine. Ritual is something that you... So that's the thing, too, with a ritual. It has it implies that this is something that you're doing all the time. Mm-hmm. But if I'm like, Emma, I need a ritual for a such and such, that's a spell. Mm-hmm. So it's like... I hear you. Yeah. They kind of I can see that. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's like, really, what does it look like for you? I wouldn't say what I'm doing every time I do a tarot reading of ritual, but technically it is. And it's also a prayer. And it's also don't think if you're out here in these churches praying that you're not. <laughs> that's all. That you're not casting spells. Yeah. Like, what do you think? So you're putting the intention out there mm-hmm. that you want sweet baby Jesus to be with Ooh, you for something. Let's get some email. Get some emails. I want to talk about it. <laughs> I do want to talk about it. Yeah. I think it's important. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's say this. You're working with someone. You're mm-hmm. Either you're creating actual ritual for them to do mm-hmm. or you're getting ready for a tarot reading. Mm-hmm. What does that ritual look like Look like for you? So I, I really like to give people rituals, right? Like I, it's when you have a reading with me, you often have like a homework assignment mm-hmm. or, um, you know, I always get like sort of wrap it up with like, OK, like the lessons from this. Um, so making a ritual for someone else, the the goal of it for me is to require thought and action to meet and hold hands for a little while so that the intentions can become doings. Mm-hmm. Right. Because like, I, I think that that's an important part that a lot of people leave out. Mm-hmm. Right, you just think it, it just happens. And I'm like, mm, 
that's the next that's, episode. Of I know, but podcast. I'm just like, just to jump forward but a second. Like, it is. Like, that's not. Like, effort is cool. Yes, effort is needed. I also. love when people give an effort, even just the one. Yeah. The giving a ritual to someone else, I want them to be able to step into their own power. And, like, sometimes it's about you speaking things out. Sometimes it's about writing it out. But the, either way, you're stepping into your sense of self, right? Mm-hmm. That's the goal. For me, in my rituals, especially before readings, because... You know, like life is fucking chaos. It's beautiful chaos, mm-hmm. but it's chaos, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's many times that I am running from one job to the next. Um, when I'm doing a reading, I just got done walking the dogs. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to make pasta, like yeah. whatever. And so for me, before I read, it's one of those things of I sit, I get super quiet, I get really calm. I do a lot of cleansing breaths. I do some sort of like mm-hmm. cedar, like, yep. you know, create some spacing, call in my folks, mm-hmm. right? Call in my familiars and then I will start. But it doesn't have to be like a 20 minute production. Right. Right. This is like four minutes. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, there's been a few times I've done the emergency terror reading mm-hmm. message of can you do this right now? Right. And I'm like. I and I just get off the couch and light a candle and cleanse a space and mm-hmm. sit down and get five minutes later just do it. Yep. And yeah, there is a lot of preconceived notions or things that I thought like should or should not happen. Like I thought I could not have drank anything beforehand. Which you should see my face right now. I know she's like, I'm like, please, exactly, yeah. And so, especially with the emergency terror readings, it always happens on wine nights. So I'm like, all right, and the readings are fine. It's yeah. like nothing different than anything, but it's like, oh, I heard once, it just stays in your head. Even like if you know better, you will hear something. It will stay in your brain. Mm-hmm. You end up in that situation, and you're like, wait, should I be doing this? Is this a thing I read from a reputable source or just just a random person on Instagram? Like, I don't know, but it's in your head now. So you start doing it. So same thing, people that I sort of came up with in the craft or how whatever we want to call it, were very like no booze, right? Mm-hmm. And then a lot of other people, um, as I progressed and moved forward and changed and evolved and bleep bleep blop and learned a lot more it was like sure like who cares you know like don't get smashed but like yeah it's spirits like you can use the spirits and so um i'm very much of like whichever you feel best like for me i can have some wine i can do some like vodka but like Mm -hmm. like for me like i can't smoke weed and read right like that's like i can't i know plenty of people who can so I think it just depends mm-hmm. on the human. That Yeah. Like, I don't drink anymore, but I have yet to actually be high and read. And that should be pretty interesting because when I do get high, the clearest thoughts come through. So if anyone's up for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm got dibs. So. <laughs> we'll we'll report back. Little, raise my little hand. We'll report back on how that went for all of us. So... But yeah, that's how I, I mean, that's how I start. Yeah. So what advice would you, oh. That was my stomach. I'm so hungry. I am too. I'm like looking at the time. Do you hear this? It's like, I do hear it. Yeah. Through the mic. I know. Really that's hungry. actually a good thing. That means that your stomach is actually doing its job. Really? Yeah. It's not actually hunger. It is the, there's a certain um, digestive thing that happens in your body. And that's letting you know that it's actually in process right now. Interesting. Yeah. I'm, I mean. I am hungry as hell. Yeah, that that can happen too. <laughs> that also can happen for sure. It's, it's both. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I'm very, yeah. Mm -hmm. I know. She's ready to eat. To go back to rituals, Mm. uh, like you, adding more ritual into my life in all aspects. Like, I had the hardest time washing my face at night. I'm still shitty at it. So, yeah, even if I had no makeup on and finally it. I say finally, it was like two years ago. I was watching someone's video, and like you, you, you out here eating fries, and you got ketchup remnants, and you wipe it off, but it's still there. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Still didn't get me washing my face, <laughs> but I was like, okay, I need a habit stack now. I also need the floss, so they go hand in hand now. So like, if like I can't do one without the other, so that means like the full dental care routine is happening at night, the whole nighttime routine, even if I'm high as shit I'm gonna bumble my ass into the bathroom I'm just knocking over shit all over the place but it gets done start to finish every single night because I know that is that became just a ritual in my brain my year for 2022 Mm -hmm. if B. Taylor does remember Mm. was consistency consistency Mm -hmm. because I am really really bad at it like, it's yeah. bad. And it's bad in a way that, like, I completely recognize mm-hmm. that it is my weakest point. This is a thought that just popped in my head. But same are thing. those dog treats? Yeah, those are the hard dog <laughs> treats that were in my pocket. I'm playing with dog treats. Um, hardest oh. rock dog treats on this, in the podcasting studio because they were in my pocket. And I thought it was food for a second. I was like, oh, oh. What's she, what she got? <laughs> um, hardest rock dog treats. Just like with creative people who feel like structure will destroy mm-hmm. them, I can definitely see the same thing for witchcraft. And it's like, no, it's okay to be organized and structured. Mm-hmm. I would even, now this definitely depends on your personality. If you have an obsessive, addictive personality, maybe a habit tracker wouldn't work for you. But what got me going on this from October to basically the end of January, I had a, a habit tracker of just my essentials, like my non-negotiables. Like, did I get seven plus hours of sleep? Did I take my meds? Did where, I... where, where is, what, what? I was, I made one in Notion, but you can do this on pen and paper. You can do it any type of whatever that works for you. If it's like a whiteboard in your house, because hmm. it's really good also to catch yourself with, if I always get five to six hours on a Tuesday, what's happening on Tuesdays? Hmm. And the same thing with my morning routine. If I realize I don't get through my entire morning routine, it's like, okay, what's happening on this specific day if you see a pattern? So a habit tracker could even work for something like you really want to get familiar with a certain practice or your tarot cards or whatever, and you can track. Every day I pulled something and maybe make a little note about it. That's kind of what I'm doing now. One of my many planners is I'm trying to get more familiar with cards, uh, all my decks, so... I will pull a card. If it's a special type of Oracle deck, I'll read what it says. And then I'll just add my own thoughts into Mm -hmm. my journal. And I notice because it is a planner. If you skip a day, you see it. it. You see it. So you're more inclined to go ahead and do it. If you know that there's some type of accountability there for yourself of, uh, I don't really want to see that Mm -hmm. blank, glaring blank spot in my planner so habit trackers work it's just the same thing it's like habits are also i love 
organization. And she structure. does. So she all does. of that stuff to me is spell work and intuition and all the things. It's just I'm kind of guiding it in gently. The little sh- I'm the sheepdog thing. <laughs> just gathering. Sheepdog. Is that what they call? <laughs> Is that what they call? The sheep dog thing. The thing, the the, thing to just, herd, yeah, herding. I'm herding my my brain together in all of these places because I I don't want my brain ain't there. So That's it's my okay. It's the sheep dog thing. The, right? Is it called sheep dog? Oh my god. Yeah, well, get, yes, it? yes, they're yes, they're sheep dogs. Yeah, who, yeah. Who are herders? But there's yeah, a yeah. ton of cattle dog. There's tons of yeah. other animals. Whatever one handles the sheep. You're just herding kittens, baby. <laughs> herding kittens. That is literally my brain, actually. Yeah. Yes. It's trying to get Percy and Gigi in one spot <laughs> at the same time. That's my brain at all times. So that's just a little something I would throw out there to try. If you are trying to get a practice going, make a ritual out of one thing. Here's a challenge. Mm. Make a ritual out of one thing that you already do. Mm-hmm. Nothing new. Mm-hmm. Don't add shit. But ritualize something that you already do. Mm. For example, if it's coffee, right? Like have intention of like when you're putting the – I mean I have like a drip thing because I don't – I'm not doing all that fancy shit. So, Mm -hmm. But like you know, saying thank you, being grateful for the fact that you are doing this first sip. Like talk about like how that has given you some caffeine for this day. Mm -hmm. Like how you're going to face this day. Like Mm -hmm. ritualize something. If it's washing your face, it's thanking Mm -hmm. your face for showing up. Mm-hmm. It's thanking your body. Mm-hmm. It's taking care of yourself. We've probably heard of that experiment of with the water. Someone's said very mm-hmm. bad things to one glass of water and very nice things to the other one. And the one that said bad things to it look like shit in the end. So all that to say, some people just speak an intention yeah. at their water cup and then they drink it. Yeah. Also, oh, there you go. like if you see yourself speaking to yourself negatively... Mm-hmm. Having like being really fucking hard on yourself, take a breath, take a beat and say, like, I hear you. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. Like, I hear you. I get it. But I'm going to you know, say this instead or I'm going to say this to mm-hmm. help balance that out. I mean, that can be ritualized too, like yeah. self-talk, self-care, like making sure that you are being honorable to yourself. Right. You can add this into pretty much everything in your life yes. so find something for me lately it's food mm. because while having troubles with the food gorgeous gorgeous girls stomachs want to rip out of their bodies mm-hmm. apparently lately so i hot been, girls have ibs y'all yeah we are struggling out on these streets <laughs> y'all okay we didn't talk about depends yet well, i don't have issues with go. that part but there you, you know, go other well okay anyway so coughing and peeing <laughs> Sneezing and being. Yeah, I... uh, God, I'm going to call out Kyle right now, but he (laughs) eats like someone's about to take his plate away from him. (laughs) I was like, you don't have to do that. So I was explaining to him, like, I already eat pretty slow, but being even more intentional with my bites and, like, enjoying each bite. Mm -hmm. And even if, like, the... "Mm," Like, yeah, like, those sounds come out like that was a good bite. Just being so intentional with everything I'm putting in my body because it's fueling me. I want all the good thoughts coming in because mm-hmm. this Pepto-Bismol is not helping. <laughs> it might be making it worse, actually. <laughs> all right. So, dear listener, 
We had spoken last time about you keeping all of your remnants from the ritual so that I can tell you what to do with them. So here's hoping that you saved them. And here is the download. What to do with ritual remnants. Okay, so for rituals that are about attraction, about manifestation, bringing shit in, etc., right? You are going to take those remnants and you are going to bury them in your front garden, right? If you have land. If you do not have land, shove them in a jar, right, by your front door, the door that you walk in and out of, the door that you bring people into your house, right? If you like, what door do you walk through when you're through payday? What door, like that sort of stuff, because you're asking things to come in. And so you want to have that ritual remnant by the front door. So that's for things that are bringing in. So last week when we were talking about starting a new, like, were you trying to bring something in? Um, et cetera. For rituals about new opportunities or growth moving forward, bury the remnants under an evergreen tree, right? Something that is constantly in season or at a crossroads that leads in four different directions. Now, these are some older practices, right? So like the crossroads that leads in four different directions. I don't even know in modern society where the fuck you would find one of those. I'm sure they exist. I'm like, I cannot think of, I can't think of one in the city. A rotary? Yeah. Oh, you God. could, in the center of a rotary. Sure. Why not? Run it. Go nuts, right? So do this. Find a, Safe find a rotary in, in, in Cranston or Warwick and shove it in there. But that's for new opportunities or growth. If it is self-love or something that you want to keep or something that honors yourself, like something that's about like family or something like that. That is that, that you want to keep. This is things that you want near and dear to you. You can bury it in the back of your house. So at the back door or in a potted plant outside. Lastly, banishment, right? Shit that you want to remove people and otherwise, right? You go from all of those remnants that the ash on the piece of paper that you wrote and burned, um, the wax, et cetera, whatever. You bury it away from your house, right? Like far away from your house and you bury it. If you are struggling to get out of the house, if you are not able to leave the house, if you do not have a car, whatever, and it is safe, you can legitimately stink it and then flush it down the toilet. I mean, obviously not wax. I'm talking about ash and shit like that. Mm -hmm. So that is what you do with the remnants. I remember back in the workshop a thousand years ago when... Mm -hmm. You and Jana were talking about it, and you were talking about how you um, remove the remnants. And Jana said, "I just throw it away." Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's after thinking, but mm -hmm. for me, it's like I do that if it's a banishment thing. Mm -hmm. I do bury a lot. Mm -hmm. I do bury a lot. I tried to bury something after a ritual once, and I had to bury it outside of the MLM that I live above. Because I was it was close and it was out underneath my window, <laughs> but there was just a MLM in between us. So here I am, just just burying <laughs> like a little dog trying to dig a hole and just bury the stuff. And um, hopefully, uh, 
helped all of us. Yeah, but I mean, that speaks to something too, right? Like, Jana may just be like, I, I want to throw it away. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. like, these are just things that I, that for yeah. me are important. Mm-hmm. But like, same thing. If you're like, and you want to try, go yeah. nuts. Yeah. Like, do what feels right for you. Yeah. Kind of like when I tell new photographers and I'm like, well, niche down real quick. But since you're just beginning, try out all the things. Mm-hmm. And exactly. see what you like. And it will change. It will evolve just like everything else evolves in life. But. See if it feels good for you. And, yeah, if you just can't do it at the moment. Toss it. Thank you and toss it. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. All right. So for the ritual this time, right? Okay, so Leos are the lion of the zodiac. Um, they use, like, their fearlessness and and bravery. So use that energy to realign yourself with the goals that maybe you have sort of gotten off track with since the beginning Um, Maybe it's something that you're letting go of some of them and you're sort of focusing on others. But this is a time to use the brave energy, um, the spirit that leads and prioritizes courage and the will to like be bold right now. Like be bold in your requests, be bold in your actions, um, be bold in your purpose. And the purpose is to ground down in your truth, right? Loyalty to your goals and desires and put your own needs forward. Again, right? Like that, put your mask on first. It is time to be bold in calling in your truth. And recognizing old patterns, ones that need shifting and ones that need recognition, right? It's not always about removal. It's not always about getting rid of. Sometimes it's also recognizing like I am doing this and I do really love this and this is going very well. But the questions to ask yourself, you know, where are you playing small currently? Are you playing small or silencing and constricting yourself because you're uncomfortable in your own power? Are you assuming smallness would equal love by others because you are, you know, in quotes, easier, like you're easier to deal with? Are you making your voice smaller, palatable for others and essentially rooting in someone else's acceptance? And so how do we root in ourselves, right? So it's asking ourselves the questions and then you are going to journal about them, right? Like, where are you playing small? How does it make you feel? Is it in interacting with others? And what are you noticing, right? Like, what are those patterns? Like, are you quieter around some people? Are you making sure that no one's getting upset, that you're constantly the peacemaker when you actually do want to say something? And how can you offer more of your true self? So what we're going to do for our ritual is talk about unlocking your personal power, and we are going to make some power oil. So journal about those questions above, right? Like really getting into the nitty gritty about how you want to be bold in the world, how to embolden your voice, how to feel comfortable, how to recognize, you know, your power and what you want to put it towards. And it is like power and positive, right? Like not like power as like some like overarching overlord who's like a dick. I'm talking about power where you feel fully in yourself and you're like, I am here. I am fucking ready. Let's go. So journal about that and journal about how you want to have interactions with people and how you want to feel about yourself and and where can you bring up more power in your life. And so in a small like you can get one of those tiny ball jars, you can get one of the small like droppy jars, whichever you want. And we're going to put in dried thyme leaf right? Or even if you have fresh time, that's fine too. You're going to take fresh ginger, peel the skin off, chop it super tiny. Use your favorite essential oil, like something that makes you feel good when you smell it, 
Orange is great for anxiety. Lemon is great for, you know, for brightness. Um, frankincense is nice for if you if you want to feel like enriched, etc. Right. So find your favorite. Lavender is great for calming the simple central nervous system. But find the one that that gives you a sense of oomph when you smell it. And then we're going to put in cinnamon. The original recipe for this oil had a lot of other shit in it that like it's so much right that it's but no we're gonna we're doing the nitty-gritty we're doing the basics and then basically you can use grapeseed oil jojoba oil girl canola who cares canola oil whatever you have right pour it in the bottle shake it up put it under the full moon right like put it in the windowsill if you can put it outside that's great you know but put it where the full moon's energies are getting to it so after that you essentially anoint yourself. You can pour it in your hands and put it on your third eye, top of head. You can put it on your throat chakra. But basically, use this oil and anoint yourself. And I'm, I'm using that word on purpose, right? I mean, it's a it's a heavy word, right? Because it's incredibly, incredibly Christian. But it's that idea of anointment being making it special, recognizing it, pulling your own divinity in because you are. You are amazing. You are divine. You are special. And recognizing that every day. And you basically anoint yourself daily until the oil is gone. You are going to focus your intention about coming home to yourself and living in your truth and going out into the world the way that you want to be perceived and going out into the world emboldened. So be bold. Make that oil. Shove it on. And just use it every day until it's gone. And that is the ritual that we're going to do because it's going to be it's like, again, it's like a long form. But, you know, journal about how you feel. I like that a lot. You know, I love a journaling situation. She does. I do. And if you want to make a habit tracker just Mm -hmm. to make sure you're getting it done. I like it. Go ahead and get it done. Do what you got to do is you're not less of a witch for correct plan. Correct. Yes. Having a plan is actually really nice. I used to be chaos fucking everywhere. And yeah. Britney's face. Mm-hmm. Mm, wow. Mm-hmm. Sure was. What a concept. Sure was. Mm. But working hard to get it together. She's my little rebel. I am. My little baby girl rebel. It's fine. I'm not not great at plans, guys. Not great at plans. She, she's not, but we're making it work. We're doing it. We're making it work. We're doing it. I would also like to say we don't really talk about what we're doing until we get into this room to record. Correct. So it is interesting to see my terrapoles. Go along with M's rituals. Yeah, I have no idea. Well, let me. I have no idea what you. What do you have? What did you get? I'm gonna tell you what I got. All right, let's hear it. Let's let's here, fucking let's fucking go. Here we are. Here and we're here. Okay, <laughs> so February's full moon is called the snow moon, or it's also called the storm moon, Bodhi moon, or Hunga moon, depending on which tribes you're looking at here. I had only known of it as the hunger moon. That's, yeah. That's, yeah, I never knew it was called any of these other things. Yeah. So basically it's a reference to the shitty weather <laughs> in February and the food scarcities. So that makes sense for mm-hmm. all these names. It's not that fun, but we're still in this uh, Aquarius we are. season. We're still talking about partnerships. We're still talking about you and relationship mm. to people. So to bring the concept of the hunger moon or snow moon into this full moon in leo we're getting to the other side of feeling scarce in companionship 
Like, okay, after the last tarot pull, okay, you're out here, you're connecting with others safely. <laughs> you're making those friendships. You're feeling good. That's great. I love this for us. But with that, don't forget who you are. I, when Em was talking, it brought me back to how I would act with certain people. So it made me think of when I got in a swing with certain friendships, I would become the mom or become the you're in charge or I'm always in charge. And it's like, okay, mm, let's, let's put a timeout on that. And you in your life right now in this season, don't forget that person. We don't have to hold on to how you were before, but how you are right now, the where you want to go in life. Think about that person. So like, yeah, I'm in my dating season. I'm excited to make all these connections, but I can't find myself going back into what I did before, which was overextending myself, Mm -hmm. packing my schedule, just doing the most for others, because that's what I thought that I was supposed to do. So big thing. Remember your needs. Schedule that time in for you. Make a habit tracker if you have to. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So we got three cards. And kind of like last time around, uh, these three cards did fall out together. And I looked at them. I was like, okay, listen, we're not doing this again. So I said, you know, if you need to come back, come on back. And guess what? They did. After much shuffling. Three cards. The same three cards. Different order, but same three cards. Hmm. I was like, okay. So we got seven of pentacles, king of wands, and king of pentacles. M's face is like, okay. Mm -hmm. My interpretation. Mm. I definitely want to hear yours after this. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. We got a lot going on here. That's a lot of mm-hmm. energy. So it is. You've put in the work. You're enjoying the fruits of your labor. And now we got to look at the bigger vision. You're followed up by two kings. So listen, you got the leadership quality in you. It's Leo season. So eyes are looking at you. Mm. So you may be in the, um, I didn't ask for this or I don't know what to do with this like it's okay it's all good so what I say is take some time to see how you feel in this new role in your life especially with M's ritual we're feeling bold or we're at least trying to embody the feeling of being emboldened in yourself and proud in your body and speak with your full chest and all of those great things Can you see yourself evolving into this person in the future? Does it feel exciting or anxiety-inducing? Now, remember that excitement is anxiety without the breath. So breathe, take a beat, and imagine yourself as a leader of a community of your own making, where you pour into them, and they pour right back into you. The thought of it may feel like a lot, but be brave. This new energy, as unfamiliar as it may be, may bring you to places you never considered possible. Thoughts, my love? Like when you first started, I was like, hello, daddy energy, right? Like really hard. And that's where I was like, Brittany. mm -hmm, I know. I I am daddy. Right. You are daddy. So it's so the thing that I think that made me like that face. Mm -hmm. So you have king of wands, Mm -hmm. right? Visionary. Yeah. Right. Moving forward Mm -hmm. about communication. Right. That like mental bleep, bleep, blah. And then you have King of Pentacles, Mm -hmm. security, Mm -hmm. money, wealth, abundance. Mm -hmm. 
Right. And so it's like these two where I kind of feel like the king of wands is that visionary. And mm-hmm. then you have the practical. Right. Mm-hmm. Rather than not just like monetary. Right. But yeah. that's like steps. Mm-hmm. So it, that's what it feels like. It feels like you're stepping into being the visionary for your life. Mm-hmm. And then like what practical steps are yeah. you going to do this month to sort mm-hmm. of meet that? And that's where my brain was like, mm. this is very yang. Right. It's a lot, a lot of yang, yang energy, which, of course, with Leo, Leo. I'm like, well, that, that tracks. Is. Yeah. Right. But it's just it's interesting. It's like it's 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 a doing month. It is. It's not a like, well, yeah, I've got a vision. I right. like the vision. It's like, no, you have no. a vision. You better yeah. step the fuck forward because, yeah, yeah. you know, put those put, put them boots on. Yeah. It's a it's an active card. Yeah. Because so I that's can say we part been. Even in my relationships where I was the leader of the pack, it was still very passive as mm-hmm. in I was made that position. So I was like, okay, this is what I do now. Right. So like, okay, you're in this big daddy leadership position now. People have eyes on you. How how are you going to handle it? How is it how does it make you feel so you can act in part with this? So you don't find yourself maybe shoved in situations where you don't, it doesn't feel very comfortable for you, especially if you're finding yourself having flashbacks of past relationships, because right. we're still in this Aquarius season. Yes. Of, this is kind of around relationships. And it is around community as well. Yeah. Right. But also you have the seven of Pentacles. Yeah. This like investments, reaping what you're sowing, things yeah. like that. And so that that level of vision with action yeah. Yeah. for the seven to come forward mm-hmm. is just like this this this, this is an action yeah. month for the for real second month second house i'm just thinking like so many things mm-hmm. of like basically okay you've put in the inner work mm-hmm. what are we gonna do now so this is your first obstacle and this is the first boss of the video mm-hmm. game that we're in now you've learned your lessons you learn your moves and now where do we go right and it's the time to to hold that vision continuously and mm-hmm. step forward. Mm-hmm. Right. And that like that moment of um, in the beginning of the ritual, asking yourself the question, like, what have you let go of? Where are you mm-hmm. playing small that you needed to be more bold or the vision that you had before sort of like, mm-hmm. meh, like petering off. And so mm-hmm. it's like, nope, it's like regathering. It's realigning mm-hmm. and, and going forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to see your cards. That's I think my face was like, what the fuck? Why is daddy here? Why is Papa here? Papa, can you? Oh my God! So that's a that's that's that. it. What else is um, going on in your life, kid? Well, let's see here. Bailey and I had our anniversary, mm. which was quite nice. We went to Palo, which such good fucking food. Where is that? It's the one where it used to be Three Steeple Street way back in the day, at the end uh, of the hill. Fucking good, man. Fucking good. And I got to have a kali mocha, which is my favorite. Food. No, Kalimucho is a drink. It's a Spanish oh, drink, and it drink? is it is red wine with Coca Cola and bitters, and it sounds weird, but it's fucking delightful. On Steeple Street. Okay, you know where downtown? Mm-hmm. Steeple Street. Do you know? Okay, RISD is on your right. Yeah. Uh-huh. You have that First Baptist Church. Oh yeah, yeah, first no, in the no, country. Oh yeah, yeah. It used to be um... New Rivers, and then oh yeah, 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 on the yeah, corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah they used yeah, to be yeah. three Steeple Street. Yeah. Yes. Which, by the one. way, I had my uh, RISD interview there, my master's interview oh, there mm-hmm. back in 2005. Oh, wow. You're an adult now. I <laughs> Little baby. Little baby Little child. booby. Um, um, so, yeah, we had our anniversary. Um, 
I am very tired. Mm -hmm. But that's normal. Anyone else exhausted? Because I am. Fucking beat. Yeah. January caught up with me hard the other day, which basically ended up with me in tears because because the catalyst, see this lovely, I have a Band-Aid on my... My, on your cute finger. On my cute little finger because I was very nauseous and hungry feeling. It was just I had migraines all, like five migraines in the span of two and a half days. Yeah, it was very fun. And I was. And that's why you quit your fucking job. And I quit my job. Amen. And, and then I was just feeding myself some lovely pasta that I made. And I'm just grating oh. cheese. Mm-mm. And that's the end of that no, no, no. So that caused a lot of tears. That was oh, like the final straw. God, for me, fucking B did that with the yeah. with the Julian. The, ooh, the yeah. mandolin. Ooh, yeah, the mandolin. Ooh. Julian, whatever. Julian Fred, but like the mandolin, Julian. and yeah, it was yeah. like, and I was like, oh fuck. Like, yeah. Oh. One time I cut off. You can kind of see yep. that the texture's a little different mm-hmm. on my skin because I cut off part of my finger Same. cutting a watermelon. Same. I've done that. Mm-hmm. It's gross. It is. I'm like, I'm fine with most stuff. Like, I've broken so many fucking bones and I have split my face open many times, but I'm still like, fingers and teeth, man. It's something with fingernails and teeth. No, I get it. I I definitely get that. But then I'm like, why am I into body horror? I don't know. And torture? Like, it's totally fine. I don't. mm -mm. I haven't watched the Saw movies because I probably would like them too much. Am I insane? Well, yes, but that's not how I know that. But I've never, so I've never seen any of them. Hostel was so funny. I... I don't think it was... It wasn't supposed to be funny, but it wasn't like funny, haha. but I was like, I thought it was funny. I haven't seen it. It was funny. I bet. The I torture bet, was cool. I bet it's... See? Mm-mm. I'm no. more of a torture girl. No, I like... I read The Body in Pain for mm-hmm. my master's, and mm-hmm. it... Mm-mm. Not for you. It fucked... Well, I mean, it talks a ton about torture, and it fucked me up. I was yeah. like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure I got to talk to my therapist about this one. You definitely do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yep, so new on. topic. New topic for your therapist. <laughs> yeah, I did um, say, I was like, I talked about too much bullshit the past two sessions. We need I a, mean, a plan. That's why, yeah. I told, like, that's that's what I used to do. Yeah. I used to bullshit my therapist all the time because I could get away with it. And now I'm like, it's not helpful. I was literally just finding stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, how you doing? But that's also how I know I'm avoiding. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm like, well, yeah. it could be. Well, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm full of shit. My therapist, I'm probably the easiest client she has because she says something like, you're right. That's it. I was like, next thing for you to be right about? All right, let's go. So yeah, next time around, we're going to talk about, we're starting with my 20, from 20 to 25. We're going to do it in sections. Because nope. the older I get, the more sections I have. Hmm. 20 to 25, 25 to 30. 30 to 33 was its own. I Yeah, I can't. I'll have to get back to you. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's overlapping timelines, too. There's just so many things. Well, reading this book, right? Like, um, Long Live the Tribe of Fatherless Girls, a memoir. Reading that, like, I have not remembered a lot of my life. There's literal sections. There's years I don't know what happened. And I don't have any real memories. Like, there's not even flashes. Like, mm. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, And reading some of it, it has been like, oof. I it's had been to a little tough. take a break on books mm-hmm. with trauma. Mm-hmm. I was, I went to Riff Raff and Tom is the owner. And I said, Tom, find me a book 
go off. And I was like, I want black female essayist. He's like, he came, he went away and came back with Samantha Irby's books. I was like, this is great. And I started reading one. It was so funny, funny, funny. And then um, the next uh, essay was full trauma. And I was like, oh, I can't escape. Mm -hmm trauma because mm-hmm. I want to read more about from black women and mm-hmm. I'm like where is the basic bitch beach read everything is so deep and so painful and I'm like this is fine but this is the thing this is, is fine. anytime that I try to read a basic bitch beach read I can't I can't get through it I got a novel for you it is not one of those beach reads but it is amazing the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo holy okay fucking shit oh i have one for you too then what is it it's called lemon and it's written by a korean woman and it's about like a murder from the perspective of three people okay and nothing gets concluded but it's fucking great okay i will read that all right i'll read it i'm telling everyone to read the seven Seven husbands Husbands of evelyn hugo it came out in 2017 Mm. Or 2019, which is odd because it's the same author of Daisy Jones and the Six, Mm. which was huge. Apparently, this other book was huge, too. But for some reason, it feels like the second half of 2021, everyone was talking about The Seven Husbands Hmm. of Evelyn Hugo to the point where I have friends that are at the library for the ebook, 170th in line. Jesus. And somehow I like was on my app. On my iPad, and I was like, "Oh, let me just see what's available." And then I saw it, and it was like one copy available out of twenty. So I was like, "Oh, okay." And then find out afterwards, people were like, "How the fuck did you get that book?" Oh my god! Okay, I'll um, have to... it's so good. And... The Seven Husbands. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Also, everyone read the Long Live Long Live the Tribe of Fatherless Girls. Yeah, that's <sighs> gonna be added to my. Yeah, it's good. Books of Seven uh, of Evelyn Hugo. It's like they're listening to us. Oh wait, they, they are. are... Oh, wow. It's so good. Like, if I was not on a book ban this year, I would buy it. I'm on a book ban because the girl buys too many books. And I see. Never reads the books. I see. So I'm a library girl. I like that. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. That was the one thing I remember from being, well, not the one thing, but like it's one of the things I remember from, from being like super young. Mm-hmm. Like, right, like when my dad walked, we were poor. Right. Mm-hmm. Like my mom was raising two kids basically on her own. And my dad had to pay child support, which at that time was like fucking laughable because mm-hmm. he knew the judge and he knew like it was pathetic. Uh. Like it did not it did not feed us. It was sad. But anyway, so, you know, we were broke and <laughs> living in this shitty house. And uh, the one thing, right, like the like we couldn't afford all those like fancy jeans and we couldn't afford like blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Like, no. But the one thing my mom said is she was like, I'll buy you any book you want. And nice. and that was like a thing that I've uh-huh. held to this day. Like, I will buy myself any fucking book I want. Yeah. And that's nice. I like that a lot. Yeah. I think it's just like a mm-hmm. memory. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like that like, memory, memory of like, yeah, this is important to me. This yeah. was important to her. That's amazing. I love that. I'm physically at capacity for books. <laughs> so some got to go before some comes I got in you. the house. I got you. Because I got rid of so many. There's a library downstairs where I live. I donated a ton of books oh, to my awesome. friend's library. because She works at a library in some part of the state. Mm-hmm. And I said, take these books. And if you can't keep them, just sell them for a dollar and just get them out of my home. Right. And there's still so many books. Yeah. And I'm having a hard time with it. But... B and I have a reading list for this year. Mm-hmm. Like I had planned out 
12 books, like a book a month, and I'm already, I'm already at double that number. That's nice. It's I don't know how the fuck it's going to happen, but. It's, you know. One of the books is like fucking massive. Yeah. On my habit tracker, I put reading because I just did not read. And this is the thing. I was like, listen, I don't like this. Read a chapter. Read however many pages. Like, just read something in anything once a day if you can. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, like, saved up a lot of newsletters that I flagged of, like, people who write, like, really meaningful stuff. And I was like, that I'm reading. Mm-hmm. It, like, it does not have to be. Yeah. Like this big grand of a thing. It's like, just like I need for my brain mm-hmm. to read something every yeah. day. I struggle with it because I with like drawing all the time and being on the computer like mm-hmm. a lot. Right. Like my brain wants to read something that's on paper. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I can't like I need to hold it and, right. and read it to get my brain to like not be looking at a fucking screen. Oh, my for goodness, another yes. goddamn hour. Like I'm just constantly screens and screens and screens and screens and screens. Yeah. And... Yeah. My eyesight needed a hard break. Yeah. And I took out a couple books from the Overdrive um, ebook thing and I blew through Evelyn Hugo book. But then the other one, I was like, hey, yeah, I'm this, not, this is not getting read. Mm. So our dear listeners, thank you so much for listening to us. I think we have a lot of information we want to share. So these first couple episodes are a little like, here are all our thoughts. Yeah. It's great. But I actually really like it because the feedback we're getting is like so amazing and people really love to hear our thoughts. So we. Which is shocking. You know, we appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you so much. Please rate us if you think of it and write a review. Yeah. Give us five stars on all the platforms. I know on Spotify. single fucking one. I've been asked because Spotify is a little weird. You have to listen to the podcast and then you can rate it, which is fair. Yeah. I mean. Because people are like, I can't see it. And I was like, well, you didn't listen to it yet. So listen to Mm -hmm. it. Tell us your thoughts. Even though we may have time sensitive information in some of them, this is applicable all the time yeah if this you come to us months from now and you hear these messages you found them at just the perfect time so let us know how you feel about our tarot polls and rituals and all the things we have a blog now we do middlevibes.com slash blog wow look at us it's a blog so you don't have to pull the car over and take notes on the polls and the rituals. You can just go to the blog. It and read be, it. And read all the things. All the stuff is there. Read all about it. So, again, thank you so much for being here. We love you so much. I'm B. Taylor. And I'm M. Semra. We will see you at the new moon. Bye, my love. Thank you so much for listening to the Middle Vibes podcast hosted by B. Taylor and M. Samrao. This podcast was edited by Vaughn Postema of Arvana Audio. Music is by Bailey Bro. Our producer is now Jody from the front desk yes, at What Cheer Writers Club. We recorded at the podcasting studio at What Cheer Writers Club, a nonprofit supporting Rhode Island's content creators. 